0: I am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work
1: 85
0: percent no, like of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore satan right jesus
1: wants me to live an abundant human so. life black is always true i'm blue. a king man all on the angels directly out the bottom is dead the demons of death in him Pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fake Ritual, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm Lucas Sloppy, and my guest today... Our returning guests, Amanda Waltz and Sarah Ham from the Pittsburgh podcast Goal on Goal. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome back.
0: Hi fakers. Yeah. Together. Yeah, together we yes. you got us both separate and now you get the full the full package. Yes, they've
1: uh, <laughs> for the listeners that don't know, if you want to go check it out, episode 25 and episode 28 featured Amanda and Sarah respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so you It definitely kind of showcased what Ghoul on Ghoul was about with like a mixture of... I talked with Amanda about V.C. Andrews and Gothic Southern Gothic horror. Mm -hmm. And I talked with Sarah about Black Dog folklore. Your favorite. So it definitely kind of came together. And speaking of Ghoul on Ghoul, yeah, tell uh, the fakers what the podcast is all about. Well... Sarah. Yeah, I was like, you, you. You
0: want me to say
2: it,
1: don't you? I want you? you to say it. <laughs>
0: Ghoul and Ghoul is a supernatural, sex-positive, horror comedy podcast. We feature first encounter. Mm, fuck. <laughs> 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 we feature first-person encounters with the paranormal, other creepy, cool stuff. Sometimes we have guests on who relay their own oh, experience. Yeah, been less often. Less often, just because yeah. of the Pan- pandemic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we do. I think like a lot of fun stuff around.
2: Folklore. Yeah. Like... Supernatural, paranormal. Creepy. Like, creepy adjacent stuff. Yeah. Any number of things. I yeah. love it.
1: It's a... Also to point out, I was on episode 94. Hi, yeah, yeah you was the last pre-pandemic.
2: You were, uh, and a great guest
0: I you did were. Patient zero. Yes. <laughs> what
1: a
2: fantastic uh, guest.
0: You're episode title was abducted with a U B because that's how you spelled abducted in like one of your, uh, like student papers. Yeah. It was so cute. And every time I write the word abducted now, I think of that. That's word. where it came yeah. from. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For abducted. those listening at home. Yeah. I read some of my old journal. My like. Second grade, like, first they grade were journal, so baby Lucas, yeah, yes. so stories.
0: cute. We took pictures of it um, on our Instagram at Gulex School Pod if you want to check those out. But like adorable. We also
2: took a video. I think you're one of the few guests we took a video of. Aww. Yeah, yeah, you were just doing such a good job. It was so theatrical. I had to yes.
1: prove my my goal curve. <laughs> And now, yeah, as we stumble through concepts with. Maybe the answers, maybe not. You will now prove your fake credentials. <laughs> yeah, Don't know it. too much. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, to the topic at hand, and uh, this is I always I ask like I have to tease these topics, but they're okay. in the title of they're the show. Right they're, they're right they're there. They're right there, buddy. Uh, yeah. So. What are we going to be talking about? Oh, I don't know. Uh, is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Is it a video game? Who knows?
0: Oh, tell us more or don't.
1: Uh, we're talking about 1980s The Changeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, horror film. Uh, I mean, without really getting into the synopsis, what's like a quick, what's a quick sell. Uh, George C. Scott uh, is haunted.
0: Yes. Okay. He's, there's a mansion, they're mm. beautiful, equestrian-inspired, mm. like, late 70s outfits. Yes. It is, and the, the whole, the whole cast is, like, over 40 at least. at yeah, the very least. least. I was like, I love this adult-ass horror movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, uh, before we break it down, do you want to watch the trailer?
2: Yes. Yes
0: within this old house live two residents one of them is john russell composer professor the other has been dead for over 70 years claire i'd like to talk to you about the house
2: you want? What do you want from me?
1: Many films will frighten you, but only a few can really terrify you.
0: The Changeling, an experience beyond total fear.
1: Man, the fucking changeling, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's I will say it is it is one of the better
1: horror movies out there. Uh... What wow. what's so great about the changeling? Why do you Ooh, love it? Where do we begin? Oh, oh my god. My gosh. The atmosphere? Five minutes or less.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh no. The set design, the costuming.
0: Yeah, there's so much like, okay, so I, I feel like drinking game, uh, whenever mm-hmm. I talk about movies and I say it has texture, take a shot, you'll be dead. You'll be <laughs> Dylan Thomas fucking dead. Uh like I love a movie that feels Real, like, there's something about it where you're like, This is a real wooden door, yeah, this is a real glass, this is it, just has a reality, and like people are ugly, like, it's not like a movie now where like everyone is gorgeous, like, it, it, you know, like I said before, this is all, you know, for the most part, like an older cast, yeah. And I think there's something, like, so interesting about a horror movie geared towards adult problems and also, like, systematic, like, systemic problems of, like, wealth, inheritance, you know, like, who is marginalized. Yeah, Yeah, grief, exactly. Like, having it all, losing it all, trying to move on with your life after, like, Immeasurable loss, like yeah. secret yeah. identities, all of that stuff. It's
1: worth pointing out this movie definitely. You wouldn't have The Conjuring without this movie. You wouldn't have like no. so many yes. of the new turn mm-hmm. of haunted house movies. Yeah. Watching this for the first time, I was like, oh, that's movie, where that trope came. Yeah. From. Oh my that's god, where that trope. So came
0: was this from. your first time watching this? Yes. Oh yes. my god, you really? would always been like, watch oh my it. Watch this is. It. is at least my
2: second yeah. time. Oh, oh, oh probably my goodness. My fort, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Amanda, what?
2: I just talked a lot. Go ahead. No, it's fine. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I actually, so I've seen this about four times. The first time I watched it was my friend Terry, uh, when we were kids, her dad was a huge horror B movie, drive-in movie, like garbage. It's fine.
0: Sorry. Just open your can. (laughs) I'm opening a beer. I was like, now that Amanda's talking, I can open my beer. (laughs) I'm going to be
2: disrespectful. Um, but so when I was a kid, she had reams of VHS tapes, like stuff taped off the TV, stuff mm-hmm. that they bought. So she was like, oh, have you ever seen The Changeling? And I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and then I've watched it a couple times since then. And I will say there's something about this movie where every single time I watch it, it's like a whole new movie. Yeah. It's like I haven't mm-hmm. watched it before. Either mm-hmm. because like I was so focused on one thing, watching it previously, and then watching it again, I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like There's something about this movie where... Also, and this is why I was actually late to this podcast recording because I was talking about this with my husband. So this came out the same year as The Shining. Oh. Did. And there is a weird amount of overlap between mm-hmm. the two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of themes, in terms of settings. Yeah. But, and I think what it comes down to is, so this is 1980. So this is the time when divorce was on the rise When women were trying to enter the workforce. And so there was this sort of sense of like, oh, the breakdown of the American family. And I think the shining and the changeling deal with that in very different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's like how it ends up is George C. Scott. General Patton, the yeah. man's man, mm-hmm. is bawling his eyes out in this movie, and he implants. that was
0: so hard to watch. Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: Well, yeah, let's, yeah.
1: This is we'll just get into okay, yeah. Maybe cool. break yeah. Down the plot here <laughs> oh, a little absolutely. bit, and then we'll kind of get into our like our favorite scenes. But yeah, I'm getting to, too analytical.
0: Yeah, we're we're like straight to yeah, the theories, yeah, baby. Yeah, let's yeah I it. love uh, this theory though.
1: After a tragic event happens, which we'll get into that fucking tragic event, brutal composer John Russell played by George C. Scott, mm-hmm. moves to Seattle to try to overcome it and build a new and peaceful life in a lonely, mm-hmm. big house that has been uninhabited for many years. What would plot synopses be without run-on sentences? of yeah. course. Uh, <laughs> but soon after, the obscure history of such an old mansion and his own <gasps> past begin to haunt him.
2: So, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say that his wife and child... Young child, like I think she's probably like what 12, 13, yeah, yeah, like die in a very tragic accident.
0: Oh, and he's like trapped in a fucking telephone booth and like can't save them or warn them. Like (laughs) it
1: is,
0: (laughs) it's just like
2: reverse
1: Superman, yeah, yeah, going into the telephone booth and losing his power,
0: impotent, like watch your like everyone you love die horribly and meaninglessly. Yeah, fucked up. And they
1: were cute, they're like frolicking in the winter snow, and oh, let me,
0: like. I had a moment where I was like, I feel as if perhaps this movie might have been a touch more effective if George C. Scott and his wife, who I think was like pretty age appropriate, like she was a little younger than him, but like not, you know, I I would say early 40s, but whatever. Um, Oh, interesting. I feel like it would be more effective if like the child was their grandchild and like he had like a strained relationship with like his son or something like that. And so then he would also have this like, spoiler alert. Like weird issues with oh, sons, the way that, like, okay. yeah, okay, because I was like, this dude is too old for that child, but
1: because well, the, there is <laughs> a bait and switch later, he there moves is. into the new house, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and it's a big house. Uh, that house is huge, it's also not huge. a real, it was just a facade put it in front of okay. everything, them running around, which blew my mind. All sets, <gasps> all sets I that think filmed amazing. in Vancouver because it was filmed in. It was set in Seattle, even Mm -hmm. though the real story, which... Uh, to point now, you can check out on episode one sixteen of Goal and Goal the podcast.
2: Handsome Hollywood dildo.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, you can hear the the true story. But the true story took place in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, they reset did. it to Seattle because they were going to film in Canada because it's cheap. It was yeah. cheaper. Wow. And Seattle exactly. can look, but more. they were going to
2: go here, but then they went here. Yeah. This, and then
1: that. Hollywood, Hollywood. Uh, but yes, the he moves into the house. Mm-hmm. Weird shit starts to happen, and the first. Kind of weird history of the house mm-hmm. he unravels is the death of a little girl.
0: Yes, much yes.
1: like the death of his little girl, but ends up being sort of a
0: it's like an automobile accident. A, yeah, yeah, a coal, coal cart, cart. Mm-hmm. right?
2: Because yeah. it's the early early 1900s. Yes, I guess um, it wasn't enough. <laughs> coal
1: cart, what a yeah. coal cart, what a fucking turn of the century <laughs> way <Wait> to die.
2: <laughs> it's like she fell down a well. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, it is. It is really I love. I mean, I love an old fashioned ghost story. Oh yeah, always yeah. love an old fashioned oh, ghost yeah. story. But I also love a mystery. I you feel like mm-hmm.
1: that was that's a great point.
2: There's
0: yeah. a microfiche scene. Microfiche. Yeah. 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 yeah, you go to the library. Yeah. You look at the microfiche. I yeah. was like, this is my jam. But it is. Yeah. It's
1: it's a uh, a blend of a uh, mystery and horror, which mm-hmm. always keeps you. And it's a good mystery too. Yeah, it it is. Is. it's a yeah. very good mystery. Because that's the thing. I it's a it's a slow paced film. Uh, the bad reviews I was reading, people that didn't like and it, who, that's kind of who, all who, of their, who? We'll
0: beat them up. I
1: just I go on IMDb, look at one star reviews and see what people say, but no just one was there, very funny, so I, I'm not going to read any of them. <laughs> Uh, no,
0: it, it is slow, you know? Yeah, but
1: it's moody. And,
0: yeah, um, like you just kind of, you are forced to sink into yeah. the vibe of oh it. You're living there and if, with him. Yeah, like if you oh, can't yeah. get down with it. Yeah, there's like, and there's so much, like you can really feel a sense of space. Not only from like the American West and all that promises and the sort of like facade of new opportunity. And oh, like, yeah. you can be a self-made man here. Um, but then like you start to realize like this place is deeply haunted, you know, yeah. as as a house oh. and as a
2: locale. You heard
1: it in the trailer mm-hmm. that, like, the first thing he hears is just in the middle of the night, this, like, pounding.
2: Yeah. Play. Well, I was... Yeah, I was gonna say, too, um, so he is a composer, and I do think this movie is trying, in, in a way, to be a composition. Absolutely. Like, there's something oh. very musical about it because even when, like, when you hear that pounding, that loud pounding, and Mr. Tuttle... Of course, uh, his name is Mr. Tuttle, the groundskeeper. <laughs> as like, oh, it might be the furnace, blah blah blah, and he's like, no, it was too rhythmic, and I was like, mm, yeah, rhythm. See, but that's good. That's good writing, though. That's yeah. just good. Everything's good kind writing. of like circling
1: back on itself. But and also the editing, sound design, and the oh, editing yeah. is is the like, wait, is he's super. a composer, so we should not enough movies do that they just make arbitrary editing choices arbitrary mm-hmm. sound design oh this choices. movie
2: definitely is very deliberate in its editing choices Serve the story there's a lot of like long takes and that's kind of why i feel like there's something very musical about it there's something it almost feels like a composition where there's like long takes where the camera's moving around but then there'll be like a very abrupt cut mm-hmm. and then there'll be like another long take and a very abrupt cut and it's like oh this feels very i don't what know do they something... call that in in I used to study yeah. music. Yeah. Pizzicato. Ah, no. yeah, oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Allegro. yeah, I have no idea. Decrescendo. Yeah. Somebody, somebody who is much more knowledgeable, know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it does. There is something about it where, yeah, the editing, the sound, everything has a purpose. It's progressive yeah. in it's the progressive, sense of like, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I will rock. say You know, it it's <laughs> has movements. It has movements. It does. It absolutely the, does. There is kind of a lull, maybe, like, mm-hmm. in between the, maybe the first right. and the second act, where you're kind of like, oh, like, right. nothing's really going on. Yeah. And then, like, you oh, find, yeah, find out new things, and then the, fu- we'll get to it eventually, but that fucking finale was what <sighs> made me be like, oh, wait, this movie this is, is the, movie. the shit. Yeah. That it's the ending, fucking shit. because yeah, the plot gets a little convoluted at times, but it's an all intentional. It's
2: it's you can still follow it though. Yeah, I yeah. still understand what's going on. Yeah. But anyways,
1: yeah. So he he hears these sounds in the house, and then
0: okay, there is something is thrown out of a window in yes. his house, yes. and he the red
2: the red stained, stained glass. glass. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he sees like red glass on the ground, and is like, oh, what's that? And then he looks at the house, and he realizes way, way, way mm. up at the top of the house mm. there is one window with red stained glass. So he goes to the top of the house and it's just a storage closet and he's like oh that's weird and then just like nature nature coming to the Uh, fucking rescue just like feels the wind coming from like Mm -hmm. a chink in the the backboard of that closet and then he tears it down there's like a scene where he like Mm -hmm. hammers at an old lock and like he does it in such a uh, weird uh, way
1: (laughs) but he also is just like George C. Scott uh, he's got that wrinkly he always had that wrinkly face Those expressive eyes he was just
0: never like, young. No. No, never <laughs> young. He was born yeah. an old weird For me, baby. he's if yeah. the
1: listeners uh if this will help them further, he's Patton, but he's also I forget his name, but he's the guy with the gum and Doctor Strange love. Oh yeah. He's yeah. The guy that's yeah. Always,
0: yeah. Yeah. Those are his yeah. biggest things. Yeah, fighting roles. here, it's
1: the war room. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he just the way he pounds away at that lock, like it's just like determined he seems his like like yeah talking about looking like a composer it's just very like, like oh, yeah. Totally
0: unhinged. Yeah. yeah and like he doesn't like he doesn't stabilize with one hand and then pound on the other he's just like loose pounding with one hand and his whole body's like shaking it's like his,
1: his old man tits are definitely
0: like like honestly it's fierce. almost like watching someone masturbate a little bit because you can't really see like you would only see his hand on the upswing but you don't really see it on the down so it's just like his like very earnest mad face I don't know what it is but it's, I was like, this is disturbing,
2: but also a little funny.
1: But I think George, but George C. Scott does, I think, elevate this movie. Oh, uh, Oh. So much God. just by Absolutely. his, I some of the people knocking it, I also saw they didn't like that he didn't react like very big, mm. but they What's... even, when people write bad reviews, but then they admit, like they kind yeah. of undercut themselves because he was like, yeah. well, I mean, I know it probably was because he didn't want to. Do what all the other ghost movies mm-hmm. were known for doing at the time. And it's like, yeah, so now you can't. Well, also you he's an like old school dude. Yeah. yeah. He's an
2: old school guy. You're not supposed to show him about And it's it's a movie
0: about masculinity and lack of empathy. Oh, 1,000 yeah. times.
2: And that's the thing that I think the connect that connects it to the shining too, because I think with the shining, it's like you have these two men who are haunted who are losing or have lost their family, and one of them embraces his, you know, being vulnerable
0: right like whereas
2: a, jack torrance does not mm-hmm. and that's his downfall really
0: i love this connection
2: oh i mm-hmm. have
1: been
0: thinking about this whole fucking day <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet read a or write a paper about it please oh i will yeah <sighs> there's probably your... <laughs> okay so he's in the attic he finds oh there's like this shot where he is standing sort of like in the middle of the screen and then you see this like dust-and-cobweb-covered wheelchair. And you realize the wheelchair is so small. Like, it's a child wheelchair. And I feel like in every other time you see it, it kind of looms, and it seems, like, bigger and larger yes. and scarier. Sharp
1: from underneath. But, like, yeah.
0: that one, it's like, oh, this is... This is for a child. Like, this is a sight of a deep tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Well so even
2: Because you do hear the spirit's voice, and it is, mm-hmm. to be honest, at points it's almost comically a little boy voice. Like, yeah. It almost sounds like someone imitating a little boy voice.
0: Hi. Father, <laughs> father. How did you die? How did you die?
1: How did you die? How did you die? Father. far as just things that the ghost uh does to mm-hmm. make its presence known yes. there is the ball that, uh, that he has that, of tropes. that the, the character's name is john right yeah uh, that john has that was his daughter his daughters mm-hmm. keeps like showing up oh, he, that... he gets rid of it he over a bridge he throws it
0: off a bridge and then it shows up it's it shows so up, when up. Yeah. yeah
1: and my favorite part you know because oh. this is we yeah, after the attic, he kind of, like, starts to piece things together, but the, where he r- composes a piece of music, <gasps> a new piece of music, yes! and then discovers a music box With in the that attic music? that plays oh. the music. I don't even know how that works.
2: Oh,
0: that's messed. mess. Oh. But yeah. Yeah.
2: I, w- I
1: will I say love there's something part.
2: about this movie, too, that I appreciate where, like, yeah, obviously, it's terrifying. Obviously, scary things happen. There's jump scares, you know, the ball and everything. But... People are, like, moved by the spirit. Yeah. I yes. mean, when they listen to the recording of that boy when he records the seance, mm-hmm. I mean, that woman just starts bawling her eyes out because it's so sad. Yeah. I mean, this movie allows you to feel sad and feel empathy for the spirit, which, as opposed to just
1: making it like, oh, this boy died and now he's
2: evil, and mm-hmm. it's like, no,
1: yeah, you basically really. find out. Yeah, we're talking this boy. We now he learns that it's a boy. I guess yes, through the Jason. microfiche at the.
0: We know the so microfiche. He
1: has a the as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Ooh, that okay, vision is fucked. the microfiche is the little girl who got run over by the coal cart. Then they have the séance through the séance. Ah, yes. It is revealed they that they are speaking to a boy through the most terrifying scene of like. Just monotone speaking and that, automatic uh, writing.
1: Like, sold oh. oh my
0: god! I like while I was watching it. Her just like
1: it, her dudes just oh. like
2: pulling
0: the paper and, and moving like, it. No, it's just, yes, yeah. no, Joseph or John whatever. is here yeah. with us. Oh, Do you want to fun. speak to John? are right. Yes. It's, it's
1: up there. This makes me think of, and I'm sure you know this movie. What is it? The Haunting of Hill House. It's not called the haunt. It was a British just movie the out of the not the haunt. <sighs>
2: We're gonna keep the Haunting of it. Hell
1: House. So,
2: I am not a fan of The Haunting of Hell House. Is that the one with Rodney McDowell?
1: Because. I'm not sure. But anyways, yeah, the, oh, wait, the seance. What? And then it ends with a big jump scare, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. glass shattering.
1: Mm -hmm. I love a jump scare. Especially in the 1980s.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: as you were saying earlier, this movie definitely comes out of the uh, '70s. Like it's, it's so 1980s. It's like the quality
2: horror. Mm-hmm. Like when you know, because horror movies that was that was a decade when horror movies could win Oscars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so people were like, "Oh, well, let's make prestige horror." And but at the same time, it's still really freaking scary. I mean, you have prestige actors. You have probably the best set designers wardrobe people I mean yeah. yeah this movie is the production values are incredible a- like astronomical
0: yeah for the for the time for the yeah. genre um that seance scene I've got to say is I think the the scariest seance yeah you know it's so good and it's like nothing so Super, supernatural really happens until the very end with that glass shattering, you know? Well, like, the you cone? see the cone. What is that? The cone, cone is so It's
1: like a crystal fucked. cone or something, yeah. Yeah,
0: like it was a, it kind of has like an Ari Aster vibe a little bit. Like, oh, I feel 100%. like he loves oh, he like a, like a, a fucked things. up weird cone, you know? Like, he loves a weird triangle He's shape. Like, is that yeah. like a cone? Ooh, a cone. Yeah, it was just like to see this, like, sort of very f- foreign object, like, Teeter on a table, and you're not exactly sure what it's supposed to be indicating, yeah. and then like you get this totally different like.
1: You're like what the fuck is
0: this? <sighs> oh. oh, so messed up! Like as I was watching it, I. Became conscious of just like pulling my feet like mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. in the safety of the sofa. Cause I was like, I don't want anything dangling. I don't want a ghost yeah. to, to touch me. Mm-hmm. Like
2: it was I one the of feeling. those movies
0: where like, I'm just gonna turn into a little ball and this, I'll be safe.
2: I will say, even though I've watched this movie multiple times, uh, it still spooked me.
0: It's so scary. It's still scary it is a scary movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it locks you in. It really just makes, mm-hmm. like, going downstairs a little scarier. It makes you want the, <laughs> yeah. My, my attic is, yeah. Mm, addict.
2: Yeah.
1: But this, so, this is, let's bring it to that finale.
2: Yeah, okay. So there was a man. He was married to a very rich woman. That very rich woman died. They had two children together. One of them, the daughter, gets killed by a coal cart. He has a son. The son is very sickly. And so the whole idea of it is the father will be able to inherit his wife's family's fortune, but if his son dies—oh no, I think it was like going to go to the son. It was going to go to the son. It's, it's already yeah, confusing. Yeah. They explain it in the movie. There's a lot of there's an basically, exposition. Basically, at one point. to
1: get money, to get he money, he needs his son to.
2: To be healthy. To be healthy. Yes. So if his son died, all the mo- all the money would go to charity. Yes. He wouldn't get any of it. So what he does is he kills his sickly son by drowning him in a little bathtub. So fucking... Terrible. Yeah, and he. Nasty scene. Yeah, it's so like nasty. it's very.
1: Oh
0: yeah, it's like. Do you want to see a child get murdered? It's
1: not super. Gro- it's not grotesque. No. It's no. not uh, it's gratuitous fuck. at all, but it just like the implication and the angle and everything. Oh yeah, and
2: you don't even see like the
1: father's face. Actually, it was a that was shot after all the really? uh, principal photography. Yeah. Oh wow!
2: Yeah. I I believe it because it, it did feel disconnected in a way that I really which is, liked. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because they probably had to clean up that dusty old room. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So basically, he kills his real biological son. He adopts a son and is like, we're going to go to Switzerland where he can get well. But it's not the same boy. And he's like, mm-hmm. he was miraculously cured in Switzerland. Now we're back in, you know, 10 years later mm-hmm. in the US. And here we are. And then that <clears throat> son, the fake son, the
0: quote unquote changeling child, yes. grows up to be... This very, uh, sort of like philanthropic senator who is you a know, a democratic senator, a democratic as they out. senator, yeah. um, That's so much... can't trust them, such a different things. thing in 1980, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who you know, like he's in his what 80s, 70s, he's old. 80s, right? old. he's Douglas very too, old, which is yeah, old. He was his, like his last
1: this and a ghost story were his last two. Oh, movies. Ah, a ghost story, oh. so too, so we okay. probably have. Yen's back to tell the ghost story because it actually does.
2: Yeah, yeah, fantastic actor. Very, very old people and ghosts. Yeah, a ghost story. (laughs) Oh, so many old people. And it,
0: you know, it is revealed that he's kind of in cahoots with like the historical housing association, and he's kind of been like. (sighs) keeping this under wraps and like he he at first like calls a fucking cop to basically be like George C. Scott is like on on my trail. Can I
2: say the one thing about this movie that I find befuddling is the death of the cop. Nope. Yeah. Joseph said A Cab. He was like the two like the fucking
0: guard dogs of oppression get put down. Fuck that shit. The woman's like this movie is like
2: deeply (laughs) 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 communist. The, the, like, the scene where, because his woman friend who, he, who he's been, like, working with, she's like, I was just passing by and I'm on a phone booth. I'm going to tell you I saw this cop, but he's dead. Oh, well. Like, I was like,
0: what? Like, he, I was, because as I, you know, I saw this movie uh, once, maybe, like, a few years ago. And then as I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't even think that, like, anything violent happened. No. <laughs> And then Joseph flips that cop's car over, and I was like, All right, all right, like you don't fuck with this baby ghost, you don't do it.
1: Well, and the senator realizes that because, yeah, everything's kind of coming to a head with Josie Scott returning to the house. Mm -hmm. His woman friend, who was actually played by his then wife, really, Josie Scott. Oh, he was no longer married to Colleen Dewhurst. Mm -mm. Mm. Uh, This is uh, (laughs) what's her name? Uh, look at me consulting so all my like, screens. She has like
2: a three-letter... She has like a three-name Her name naming.
1: is... Uh... Priscilla
0: Jonathan Price. Trish yeah.
1: Vanderveer.
0: Trish. Yeah. Trish. Anyway,
1: she's in the house. The ghost is kind of like coming at her. George C. Scott raises home mm-hmm. to intervene. And as things are kind of getting too bad, like getting bad, and Joseph sets what? The fucking house on fire? the house on fire. Oh, yeah. He and sets the wheelchair a- chases her down, and... Like it's just like oh. pandemonium. There's an explosion. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love an explosion. I love but I, it's I don't know like explosion. It's definitely that vibe of what is going on. Holy shit! It's just all like chaos. And then, the, who walks in? But the fucking oh. he like, senator. Oh. Can I say he? Like-
0: astral projects. Yes. Yeah. Isn't yeah, absolutely. Because he's like in his office staring at this like portrait. Painting? Of the, yeah, painting. Yeah, like this very small painting of it's his so father with like, bite oh my God, with like the real son's like metal draped over it and he's just like staring at it intently and there's this like golden light that like reflects from the metal onto his face and you can tell that he's in some sort of like astral projection, like hypnotic like trance, state. Yeah. And you see him walk up the stairs like as like fucking
2: fire. On fire! Oh the, my god! Uh, second floors. Oh, and it's so, so cool. stylized, like the oh. fire like creeps along the oh. balcony.
1: Mm-hmm. And just narratively, it really hits because oh, at yeah. the moment I was oh, kind yeah. of like,
2: "What's is he going there? on?"
1: I was like, "Oh, he told the senator, yeah. like, and then nothing came of that. Who cares?" And then to see that the senator himself was kind the, of like the astral projection of the senator, like just, just the fact like, that he's like. I gotta die.
0: Yeah, and then the <laughs> senator actually does
2: die. Like, like he in goes his office. Yeah. and he sees the act. Yeah. The,
1: the murder. Yeah. He goes up oh, in the attic, he yeah. sees the
2: act, and then just like, time to die. Goodbye, Which, world. Yeah,
1: just so like it really brings this closure <sighs> that I wasn't expecting. I thought it was just gonna be that kind of ghost story ending, like, mm-hmm. well. Oh no, it goes the extra mile. It then, burns down the fucking house. And then who what is left standing? <gasps> but The The wheelchair
0: wheelchair and the music box. And the music
1: box. And
0: the music box. Like, which I think is so deft in its symbolism because it's like, even though we can bring justice to oppression, um, you know, the remnants of that oppression will always be there, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That's the wheelchair. But... Through that oppression and through the writing of those wrongs, like we can also produce something of value to society. Right. That's the music box. Like yeah. that's mm. the music that, that comes out of and music. then ties
1: to yeah. the composer as well. Like, right. Yeah, so
2: kind of like, so good. Gorgeous. So yeah. So tightly oh, oh. wrapped up. I love it. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the changeling, I feel like
2: what? I wraps it up. Well, and we should say too. So you want to get so so the only time that they say the changeling because it is kind of weird that this movie is called the changeling. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because changelings are like Irish folklore for right. basically, British like Irish, baby yeah, baby switcheroo. Yeah, like, uh...
2: and he only says the changeling towards the end, and it. Like George C. Scott, and it's as a it. metaphor. Yeah, yeah, as a metaphor, and he says it, and it almost seems. And we were talking about this earlier. It almost seems like he was kind of like they were like, "Oh, we should probably say changeling." We should explain. Yeah, it seems like they
1: named the movie before they oh 100%. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
0: good. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him like from Wolf of Wall Street, just pointing at the TV. Like <laughs> it's like that's it's the changeling. And they said it. <laughs> oh, one final thing. So changeling lore and like the. We'll just call them the British Isles, uh, is oftentimes, uh, folklorists think, used to explain the presence of, you know, and this is super ableist, but, you know, physically and mentally disabled people, babies, people with Down syndrome, things like that. Yeah. So oftentimes, if you had a child with a disability, It would, you know, be sort of postulated, oh, this child is a changeling child. The fairies took our normal, beautiful, perfect, able-bodied baby and left behind this other baby. And that's why oftentimes changelings would wither and die. Uh, because number one, you know, it's fucking the 13th century or whatever. They, they don't know Mm -hmm. a lot about infant care, uh, especially if this infant has special needs. Uh, and two, oftentimes, you know, it was kind of an excuse to mistreat or, neglect a baby if you could say that potentially it was not your baby yeah it's really fucked but it relates to the movie the changeling because it's an inversion of that right the real child is the child um like with a disability and then you know or or who is like of ill health or whatever i don't think they ever really go into what they never really
2: he probably had Mm. consumption right right
0: um and then the, the false child is this like beautiful golden boy, mm.
2: yeah. So very it's awesome. like a very
0: interesting inversion of the changeling. Explains you know, the title, folklore. Like, yeah, yeah. More well, so to realize
1: that they playing I think you really gotta
0: right know. You gotta know a lot <laughs> yeah.
2: of shit. Yeah. yeah, look coming in here. <laughs> I all spent right.
0: a, a too long of a time on Encyclopedia Mythica as a kid.
1: <laughs> as we all do. Oh, I mean, any other final thoughts on the changeling? It's a good fucking movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like it. do it. I mean, I so like obviously, I think there is a case to be made with this movie that it it's about oppression, it's about marginalized people and how they are silenced. Um, I probably do a think, little bit
2: about eugenics too.
0: Absolutely about yeah. eugenics. Um, and like how you know the cry for justice is relentless and, like, the oppressed won't be silenced. And mm-hmm. if you try to, like, justice will erupt in violent ways that can, you know, flip over a fucking cop's car and also, like, threaten the people who are, you know, ostensibly trying to help, like George C. Scott, too,
2: you yeah. know? Yeah, whoever's like, in the crosshairs. Yeah. yeah, it's,
0: like, within everyone's interest to, like, see justice met out. Otherwise, like, it will... You know, mm-hmm. become a force of nature that is like beyond law, beyond morals.
2: I will say it kind of reminds me. I don't know how familiar you are with familiar. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Lindbergh baby case. Oh, and the mm-hmm. I think you and Fucked. I. Yeah. I wonder if this got some inspiration from some of the conspiracy theories. I could see that around okay. the Lindbergh baby case. Look into that because there's there's some. There's some similarities. And just there's in general, theories, I mean there's yeah. tons of
1: conspiracies about people being switched. Oh, being yes. switched. famous people mm-hmm. and politicians and stuff. Which I've, and which I've and talked stuff. about in an yes. episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well yeah. Well thank thank you guys for coming on and talking about the change, Ling.
2: Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. The
1: ghost of George C. Scott. Thanks you. Oh,
2: I, I hope he's he yelled with that me.
1: at me last night. <laughs> <time. laughs> he's like, What are you? Tell <laughs>
2: those nice bronze eyes. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> You got a little bit of the jersey set chin when you did that.
1: Ah, okay. yeah. jetted yeah.
2: Oh, there it is. Uh,
1: anything to promote? 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 I
2: mean, promote.
1: Promote.
0: To promenade. Summit.
1: I mean, just us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just our beautiful selves.
2: Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, if you want to listen to Goal on Goal, you can go to any podcatcher, any like, Spotify.
0: Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, all that good oh, stuff. You know.
2: Anything like that. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Guluk School Pod. Um, yeah, check us out. Check us out. Yeah.
1: Check them out. And check out their past appearances on Fake Ritual, episode yes. 25, where I talk with Amanda about VC Andrews and Southern <laughs> Gothic Horror, and uh, episode 28, where I talk with Sarah about black dogs and more uh, British.
0: British. Folk,
1: oh, it's British folklore. British <laughs> folklore. Sorry. Uh, it's very funny. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, follow us over on Instagram at fake ritual and email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com if you want to be on the show or you want to you know, make fun of me or whatever. <laughs> oh. just, just send emails. I'm always looking for the emails. But more importantly, rate, review, and subscribe. Really, rate review. There's five, four mm-hmm. ratings on iTunes right now for us. All five stars. So whoever did that. Nice. Fuck yeah. Maybe one of them. I yeah. also don't <laughs> throw a one star in there. Whatever. I mean, right. don't. But Honestly,
0: when you get funny. your first one star, you're like, yeah. ooh. Come at Yeah. Someone who doesn't like me listens to this. Yes. Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: well, you know what's coming. The uh, <gasps> setup that I... Set up the send-off yes. that I stole from your show. Uh-oh. You usually send off with a one-two-three go by. Here we do. You do three-two-one go by. Three-two-one go bye. Here we do a one-two-three go fake yourself.
0: Love it. I
2: let's do it. Okay. We three. One two three. Go fake yourself.